all my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Welcome, friends. Another week, another school day. I sure do love having you in each class each week and talking to you about your health. It's the most amazing thing here in feedback that people have and some of the tips they've been putting into action. And we're seeing some parts of their lives truly change for the better. They're doing it. I couldn't be more proud of y'all. And you got to remember that there's always something else we can learn about. So if you have more lengthy questions for me, please feel free to submit them by simply responding to one of our biweekly newsletters. I want you to be successful on your journey. So the School of Doza newsletter comes out every other week in which each one I answer three different questions. Almost always can you learn something new even if the question doesn't exactly pertain to you that's the beauty of a community newsletter so i do hope that you sign up and send in your questions you can do that for free at mswlounge.com before we get into this episode you should know that we do have a youtube channel if you ever want to watch our podcast in video form or search for some other videos that we have done simply search for nurse doza on youtube and it should pop up today's episode is one that I would say that I'm on fire about, but you can tell from my voice, I am uh, in a trance right now talking about what I'm about to talk about. The science behind your thoughts can make you sicker. And what's interesting about it is I'm in the right mindset right now in order to change yours. And you need to understand that the thoughts that are in your head can make you better or can make you sick. And many doctors will dismiss the mental and emotional health aspect to healing, but guess what? For every single doctor that dismisses that there is an emotional and mental connection, there's a functional medicine doctor out there that will validate this. You can call them a healer, I call them a naturopath. You can call them a fixer, I call them a chiropractor. Either way, they believe in the power of the mind and they have seen firsthand what positive thoughts can do to someone's health. With positive thoughts come positive outcomes and with negative thoughts come negative outcomes. If you're ready to dive into this, let's talk about how our thoughts and how our health are connected. Classes in session. Every day, I talk about mindset with my clients. It's a conversation that we have almost every single time they come into the clinic. And I have incorporated a mindset into our therapies. There's not one day that goes by that I don't think about how a patient or a client can get better by simply just changing their approach to how they view their body and their health. The mind is so powerful that if you truly believe that you can, you can. And if you truly believe that you can't, you won't. Now, I have personally worked on myself. That's why I'm almost talking kind of monotone right now. I got in the right mindset to talk about this today because we're about to have a higher level con conversation that hopefully this raises your level of thinking in a different light. 
there is science behind the way that we think and the way that you think can influence your health. The first way that we see science behind our health and our thoughts is that depression is inflammation. Depression is inflammation. And I have studies here that show that when someone is depressed, they have inflammatory biomarkers in their blood work that become elevated. One of my most favorite tests that I talk about ordering for all of our clients is high sensitivity C-reactive protein. I have a study here that shows high levels of C-reactive protein have been found in depressed patients. You have to imagine with depression, it goes much more deeper than there's a cloud hanging over your head. In depression, your brain is literally on fire and your brain cannot think. And with depression, it's a label that gets overdiagnosed and underdiagnosed at the same time. Because let's be honest, we all go through depression. The problem is, is that sometimes we don't know how to deal with it. Depression is a natural part of the human body. And honestly, depression is, an, a, natural, is a natural feeling and experience that we will have from time to time. Do not feel ashamed when you feel depressed. We all go through depression on a daily basis and we need to talk about it because the underlying issue might be inflammation. And you will hear us talk about this all the time. Inflammation is the root cause of almost every disease in the body. So you have to imagine when it comes to depression, we can literally see it in lab work that the brain and the body is on fire and needs help. And you have to imagine the antidepressants, when given for depression, they're not going to be the magic pill that fixes depression. If the brain's on fire, Prozac and Zoloft are not going to put out the fire. In fact, Prozac and Zoloft don't make more serotonin and dopamine for us to have a better mood when it comes to depression. The way Prozac and Zoloft work is that they help you absorb the little bit of serotonin and dopamine that you make when it comes to facing your overall day. Now, we'll get into some of the science behind neurotransmitters later, but understand, if a person shows up their entire life with little to no serotonin or dopamine, they could be labeled as depressed, but I also imagine that every day, as an adult, as a teenager, their brain has been on fire and inflamed. And with depression, we have to get to the root cause. If your brain is not healthy, let's go help the brain. What does the brain need in order to feel better when it comes to depression? Does it need Prozac? Does the brain prefer sunlight over pills? Does the brain prefer community over Prozac? What makes you feel better, your Prozac or feeling a hug from your mom? What makes you feel better, getting a good night's rest or taking a bunch of Zoloft? Now, you think about depression and I say, I've seen many forms of it. It is not anything to be ashamed about and we have to discuss this. If it is a root cause of inflammation, there are things we can do about it. Like I said, there's many, many things behind why we think the way we think. Inflammation is one of it, and that could be a driving force in depression. The second thing, and the second way we see science behind our health and our thoughts is something called neuroplasticity. Now, I've already talked about how our thoughts can influence our health. Imagine if you tell yourself every day how much you love yourself, do you think you would be healthier? When I talk to people on a daily basis, most people never put themselves first. It's something that I have to talk about on a daily basis with every single patient 
because the second they come into the MSW lounge, they're putting themselves first because now they're finally talking about their depression or they're talking about their lack of sleep or they're talking about why they don't feel good. And the reason why I like talking about this conversation, it shouldn't trigger you. It should be an honest conversation that you should be able to have with another individual. The problem is, is that when you talk about your health, you want to know why you're feeling the way you feel. Well, let's go back to the root cause of why we don't feel good. Let's look at the people in your life. Let's look at the community right now that surrounds you on a daily basis. Who is supporting you on your health journey? And I'm getting a little deep, but I told you that's the conversation we're going to have today. Neuroplasticity is the way that our brain is wired. And it's the thought patterns, that thought patterns that we have on a daily basis. Neuroplasticity is our brain's ability to create new thought patterns on a daily basis. And if you haven't realized this by now, you can create new thoughts and thought patterns every single day of your life. It doesn't stop when you're older. The second you were born, you had the ability to be able to create thoughts. And like I said, whatever you choose to believe is true because your brain believes it. So if you get up first thing in the morning and if you decide to look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you're incredible and that you love yourself, if you do it 30 days in a row due to neuroplasticity, your brain will start to believe you. If you really want to feel better about yourself, why not talk to yourself? I talk to my plants all the time and I talk to them how much I love them and what happens is they grow faster. I put plants next to music and they love music and they grow. I give water to the plants and they grow. You see what I'm saying? How do you support yourself on a daily basis? Because when you support yourself on a daily basis, you empower yourself. There's not a pill out there that can do this. You have to do this. And this is what you're going to learn with a new mindset. We talked about a morning routine in our last podcast episode. I suggest that you go listen to it. In your morning routine, we talk about 10 or 20 minutes, putting that time for yourself to put yourself first before you go do everything else throughout the day. When you wake up first thing in the morning, your body is in a daze. When you go to sleep at night, your body's in a daze. Your brain wavelengths change so slightly to where you're able to create new levels of thought patterns called neuroplasticity when you're waking up or falling asleep. These are the most critical time for you to practice telling yourself how much you love yourself. Because if you get up first thing in the morning and you go straight to the mirror and tell yourself how much you love you, your body starts to believe it because neuroplasticity is able to create new thoughts right then and there when you wake up in the morning. But if you choose to go read the news or listen to the news or answer an email or yell or get upset about something, then that's your new thought pattern and it stays with you throughout the day. I don't want that kind of thought pattern for you and I know you don't want that either. And maybe you think it's too corny to tell yourself how much you love yourself in the morning, but that's fine. What else could you tell yourself? Sometimes I tell myself I'm grateful for things. I used to pray a lot when I was younger and I would ask for things. In the mornings now when I talk to God, I, I'm just grateful. I couldn't be more grateful for the life that I have right now, but I've worked hard on it. I've put myself first every day to get here. And it doesn't look like buying more things. It just means putting myself first, you know, taking 10 to 20 minutes for myself in the morning 
because if I take care of myself, I can take care of others. I can be a better nurse doza for all my patients and clients if I put myself first and my mental, emotional well-being first, first thing in the morning. And these are the new thoughts that I need in order to function. So be careful of your community who you surround yourself because we're products of our community. If you surround yourself with good people, you will be good. If you surround yourself with people who empower you, you will empower others. Another study, just to show you how powerful our brain is, you don't stop learning as you get older. With neuroplasticity and the body's ability to create new thought patterns, even as we get older, we can learn new things. I have a study in front of me that says after four months of piano lessons, people aged 60 to 84 years enjoyed improved mood as well as significant improvements in their cognitive skills of attention control, motor function, visual scanning, and executive functioning. In plain English, that means these older people, you were teaching these new old dogs a new trick. Think about that. You learn piano lessons when you're 80 years of age. 80 years of age. What are you going to be doing when you're 80? You talk about retirement. What are you going to be doing when you're 80 with all that free time on your hands? When most people have 20 minutes to themselves, they don't know what to do. They go straight to their phone. I beg you, if you do a morning routine that includes 10 minutes for yourself, don't give away your energy to other things that don't serve you. Empower yourself first thing in the morning so you can create neuroplasticity that empowers you throughout the day. Hey everyone, have you ever wanted to drink your multivitamins? Well, the great news is that we have something just for you. It's called Boost. And I've had one of these every day for the last seven years, and I stopped drinking coffee years ago. Boost is a great way to get natural energy. There's electrolytes, there's amino acids, and tons of B vitamins in there, and it comes in a travel convenient to-go packet. Each box comes with 30 servings for a month's long worth of energy. Go to idovitamins.com forward slash boost. Use code Nurse Doza for a great discount. The third way we see science behind our health and our thoughts, you ever been sick to your stomach? We've heard this term before. I got so sick, I got sick to my stomach. Some people literally will throw up. They'll get sick to their stomach and go to the bathroom and get sick. But sometimes it's not something they ate. Sometimes people throw up and it wasn't the food they ate or the alcohol they consumed. It was the negative thoughts in their head. I've seen people go to the point where they have a nervous breakdown because of anxiety and because of negative thoughts and because of negative people in their life. It's really incredible how stress affects us. Most people don't think they're stressed all the time. They just think, oh, I'm not having a major breakdown in front front of myself right now, so I'm okay. I can handle more stress. I can handle what I'm doing. The digestive tract has a really interesting role in our mood. Did you know that our digestive tract makes something called serotonin, a neurotransmitter that helps promote happy moods? In depression, people tend to have low production of serotonin. And if serotonin comes from your small intestinal tract and you have digestive issues, could you make the case that someone with digestive issues like heartburn or irritable bowel syndrome is naturally also going to experience symptoms of depression? Think about that next time you're eating comfort food, like fast food or sugar or alcohol, wine, cheese. 
you love that food at first because it helps you feel good but then while you're digesting it it causes irritation throughout your digestive tract which literally impedes your production of serotonin which is needed for you to function better and have a good mood and when you say i'm sick to my stomach you are what you eat if you're eating food that's polluting your stomach and causing you to have a poor mood change your diet please if you're around a bunch of negative people in your life that cause you tension in your jaw and cause your shoulders to tense up get rid of them because on a scientific note those same people that are toxic in your life their negative conversations their negative words go into your nervous system and are interpreted in your brain and basically interpret it as negative stress and like I said, if you eat fast food, it causes negative stress on your digestive tract. But a negative conversation from a friend will also cause negative side effects in your digestive tract. It will cause the same irritation. There's something called your vagal nerve. Your vagal nerve is a big part of your nervous system. In fact, it's a huge part of your nervous system. And the vagal nerve goes into every single organ in our body. And when a person overstimulates their vagus nerve, they can overstimulate their organs. Imagine you overstimulate the vagal nerve, being stressed all the time, maybe the negative conversation you just had with your friend, and this all of a sudden increases the vagus nerve to the point where it irritates your digestive tract. If this happens, negative conversations cause such irritation in your digestive tract that it literally slows your digestive tract down and it stops moving. While you're in between meals, your digestive tract moves in a one-way motion all the time. When you eat, it stops and slows down and breaks the food down. The negative thoughts do the same thing as eating food. It slows down your digestive tract. So imagine hearing negative, 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 all of a sudden slows down your digestive tract the same way food does. You can't poop. And that's why you're constipated. You imagine just hearing a horrific sound, a thought, or a noise closes up your digestive tract and slows it down to the point where you can't even go to the bathroom. And I've talked to people who are so stressed out and anxious to the point where they're constipated and they haven't eaten. You imagine if you were more relaxed, you would poop more. You imagine if you were relaxed more, your body would do other things with its digestive tract or the liver or the brain. But here's the fascinating thing about this. Let's say you want better health. Let's say you want better poops. You want a relaxed digestive tract. You want a relaxed heart because, by the way, when you're stressed, your heart rate increases too your lungs increase all these things are affected by stress so you imagine if you can literally be sick to your stomach from the negative thoughts you have if you have positive thoughts can you help heal the stomach and help heal the digestive tract yes you can and that brings us to our fourth way that science is behind health in our thoughts we function better with a higher level of consciousness there's a wonderful book, if you ever get a chance to read, called Power Versus Force. It's by Dr. David Hawkins. I read this book years ago, and it changed my life. I have a picture of what he talked about in the book in front of me right now, and I was shown this picture years ago. It's the levels of consciousness, and Dr. David Hawkins is credited with this. There's a link in the show notes for this. I highly advise you to look at this chart. I have this chart on my refrigerator at home. I've had it up for at least a decade. And I study it every day. I study it every year. And I learn more about this because I understand it more. A higher level of consciousness is the ability to understand that there's things bigger than ourselves. And when people don't see that, 
their level of consciousness is impeded and it's minimal. This is a prime example when you talk to someone who is dealing with a lot of guilt and shame in their life. If you have a high level conversation with someone who is dealing with a lot of fear and a lot of shame and a lot of guilt, it's very hard to talk to them about something greater than themselves because they can't see it. They're locked in something that's keeping them in that guilt, shame, and the fear. Now, we're talking about a higher level of consciousness here. Stay with me on this. All of us humans are radio antennas, and we all run on a radio station on a daily basis. I like to listen to all kinds of music. Some days it's Bob Marley. Some days it's Bob Dylan. Some days it's Queens of the Stone Age. Sometimes it's Radiohead. Depends on the mood I'm in. But sometimes I listen to sad songs in the car because I want to cry. I cried this morning on the way here. I cried happiness. You ever cried happy tears before? I can cry happiness with a certain playlist I have in my car. It's called Boys Don't Cry. And it's interesting because I put this playlist on when I want to cry. Because crying to me is a form of release. I don't have to cry because... I know this is the only thing that makes me feel better. I cry because I need to get rid of things in my body that don't belong there. And when I do, I can reach a higher level of consciousness. This is how it works. Have you ever been to a party and you talk to someone and you don't like the conversation they're having? You maybe walk into a conversation that three or four people are having and they're talking about something you're trying to play catch up, but all of a sudden you don't like that conversation. You're like, you know what? I, I really want to back out of this conversation already and move to some other spot in the room. Well, imagine you walked into that conversation and they were on a radio station listening to some music that you don't like. Maybe it's your most least favorite, you know, song out there. Maybe it's country music. Maybe you don't like country music, right? And they're talking country music. And you walk into this conversation, you're like, I don't like country at all. I can't stand this. I can't wait to get out of this conversation and go back over to someone who's talking about jazz. All right? These are the radio stations we're on. Now, imagine if a person's talking to country talking about country in that conversation, what are they thinking about? What's the conversation like? If that person doesn't enjoy that conversation, why? Let's think about it. Let's say you walk into a conversation at a party and they're talking about politics. And you're like, oh gosh, I don't want to talk about politics right now. I'm, I'm on, it's the weekend. I don't want to talk about the, no, no, no. That's why you don't like the country station. You said, oh, I can't talk politics. I don't want to talk politics at a party. I want to go over here where they're just talking about, you know, their favorite music you know, the favorite concert they went to. I'm going to go over, hang out over there. If a person is talking politics, it, they can talk negative or positive about it. But for some reason, it triggers you and it triggers other people. That's a radio station that people don't like to listen to. I could label this fear. I could label this desire, anger, pride, right? Because you ever talk to someone about politics? You're one-sided. You're, you know, the other side, there's no changing them. If you're ever involved in a conversation about politics, religion, you can't change the other person's point of view. There's no point of having this conversation with them. They're stuck on a radio station that they're never going to change. So this brings us back to a higher level of consciousness. Have you ever tried to help someone that didn't realize you were trying to help them? Did you ever help someone and they didn't appreciate your help? This is what happens with the level of consciousness. You're on a radio station like country and they don't like country. They like rap. And you're never going to get along because all you listen to is rap and they all all they listen to is country. You see what I'm saying? But imagine if you somehow found a song in the middle that we could get along with, we could change the way we view things. So for example, in that conversation about politics, I decided to change the radio station. 
What if I say, yeah, politics are kind of boring, but you know what's really been fun? Have you seen this thing that they made down the road at the new park? It's this real, And all of a sudden, the conversation changes. You change the radio station, and what does that do? That relieves everyone. That helps everyone feel a little bit better. It takes the edge off. You can do this anytime you want to in your life. You can change the radio station. You can change the conversation you're listening to. You can change the party you attend. You can change the people you hang out with. You can change the social media that you follow. You can change the news you listen to. Because if none of that stuff serves you and all it does is give you anxiety or keeps you locked in a state of fear, listen to a new radio station. And David Hawkins talks about the radio stations and he labels them as emotions. So imagine this. Imagine I'm stuck on a radio station that I don't like and it's just playing fear music all the time. Imagine I change the radio station and something else is just playing love all the time, playing loving music, right? Encouraging music. Imagine if I listened to a radio station that played loving, encouraging music all the time, I would probably be better off listening to that. Some people don't listen to things that serve them on a daily basis. This is why I talked about community. David Hawkins, an MD, PhD, says that people thrive better in a higher level of consciousness. They can experience things like joy, peace, gratitude, and love when they are vibing on a higher level of consciousness. When people are on a lower level of consciousness, they are more likely to experience emotions of fear, grief, apathy, shame, and guilt. Now, when I was younger and I was looking at this chart, I thought about this. Have I experienced peace, joy, gratitude, and love before? And then I thought about all the times that I experienced fear, grief, apathy, guilt, and shame. Now, this is trauma work. I understand, but stay with me on this. The times that you experience fear, fear, grief, and apathy, and guilt, and shame, they stay with you. And it's a radio station that comes up every now and then because guess what? A song associated with fear, guilt, and shame might come up 20 years from now on the radio station or your podcast or your, you know, your playlist. And all of a sudden, it triggers something that takes you back to a time when you were at a party having a very uncomfortable conversation with someone and you think about it like oh my gosh but it may be you, there brings you back and you fondly say oh that was such a stupid conversation gosh that guy was an idiot he was drunk he was making stupid claims about blah 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 and then you push it aside and don't think about it that is the ability to get out of the radio station that keeps us locked in fears and emotional states that don't serve us i walked around in brooklyn couple I think last year and I thought about the radio stations that I was walking around on all the people I was talking to and I would try to see kind of where they were at in life you ever talk to the grocery uh, the grocery uh, cashier at your supermarket talk to them next time in the face and ask them how they're doing and really mean it and be prepared to see what radio station they're on because they might be listening to something that's really making them upset and they don't know how to get off. And your conversation might be the only chance throughout the day to change their radio station and raise their level of higher consciousness from something like fear and grief all the way up to understanding. David Hawkins talks about right in the middle between peace and shame, right in the middle, there's something called understanding. Understanding, if you describe it physically, the science behind it says your body's relaxed. And you can poop and you can go to sleep. It doesn't mean that you understand God and you understand, you know, rocket science. You just understand the fact that you're here and the other people are here and the other people can exist. 
when you start to appreciate that other people around you maybe have same problems like you, you start to appreciate and understand people in a way that now you connect with them. And see, this is the problem we have right now. We're not connecting with people enough because we're all on different radio stations. You don't have to like the same song as someone else. You just have to understand that that's the type of radio station they're listening to. And if they ever choose to get on a different radio station, they might have new thought patterns. Neuroplasticity is a powerful thing. And it brings us to our fifth thing, the science behind our health and our thoughts. Let's say, for example, we go back to music. Music can heal. Vibrational therapy can heal you. If you're depressed, music can help you. You didn't see this, but go back and listen. I talked about crying in the, in the car listening to music. The biggest healing modality I've ever had in my life is music. Music is my life. Music is my soundtrack. Music will take me back to a time when things were safer. Music will take me to a time when I can dream again. Music will take me to a time when I'm in pain and I broke up with someone. Music has the ability to make you feel alive. And so I ask yourself, how many times do you listen to music throughout the day if that's your, your thing? Because when you put yourself first, I do it by listening to music every day. That's my thing. I don't know what your thing is. You might decide working out is your thing. That's fine. But I'm telling you right now, working out and music therapy are two different things. Working out could ramp me up and calm me down. So can music. But the thing is, if you listen to the right music, it heals your brain. There are certain frequencies and sound wavelengths that go into your brain and promote regeneration. These wavelengths are only reserved for when you're sleeping or when you're in a meditative state. They're called delta waves. They're called gamma waves. And when you sleep at night, your body changes the brain wavelengths, the almost radio station, if you will, that you've been listening to. And it goes on a slower, very calming, slow jazz, lo-fi kind of radio station at night. Your brain doesn't actually go to sleep at night. It just puts it on a lo-fi mode. And your brain can regenerate on a lower frequency, on a slower frequency. It has time to process and think. And throughout the day, there's too much stimulation. There's too much sound. If you live in New York City, they say it's the city that never sleeps. Well, yeah, because they're overstimulated. Their nervous system's fried. Their brain can't shut it all down. And they can never regenerate. And you think about this. You imagine that if you put yourself in the right situation, your body has a chance to heal. If I'm listening to rush hour traffic and people yelling at me and taxis honking all the time, Maybe that's what soothes your soul, but sound therapy for me is listening to the ocean or listening to the rustling of the trees in the forest or maybe hearing the birds chirp around me in my garden. And to me, that music helps heal me. I need to listen to music that helps calm my nervous system down. And I recommend people doing this before they go to bed at night. Doing this before you go to bed at night can help calm down your nervous system you can relax you can do music first thing in the morning there's reports that show not just singing bowls but just certain types of music will produce more serotonin and dopamine for you you imagine that the right type of genre the right music the right note right it just hits right the reason it hits right is because it makes you more serotonin and dopamine and that's really what we're after we want things that will get us more serotonin and dopamine throughout the day. So not only do we have a better mood, but we can function. We can think. We can focus. We can be motivated to be our best selves. 
And what's fascinating is the science behind our thoughts. I know that most people don't have enough serotonin and dopamine throughout the day to even be functionable. And you somehow manage it. All the caffeine in the world is not going to allow you to outrun the fact that you don't make enough serotonin and dopamine and you don't get enough sleep. So what we talk about in our podcast are ways that you can incorporate this at home. If everything you took away from this was saying all you talked about was switching the radio stations, then fine. Put on a new radio station. Put it on your background. Because I have a study here that shows if you listen to white noise in your background, that will help your brain. But if you listen to Mozart in the background instead of white noise, your brain has better neuroplasticity, which means you have new, better thought patterns and you're smarter. Remember listening to Mozart when you were a kid? Your parents and all the teachers always said, yeah, it's great for you. You help learn better. That still holds true. When you put yourself first, when you get better sleep, when you listen to the right music, when you hang out with the right people, when you tell yourself how much you love yourself and if you don't know how to do it, find people who know how to do it for you. All these things empower you and they help heal you and it makes you healthier. And if this was out there for you, trust me, this is a lot to comprehend. I suggest you go listen to it again. But when you do this again, understand this is a process. This is a practice. This is taking me years in the making. And I had to be in the right mindset to even talk about this, right? Because not everyone can handle a conversation like this. So if you're not ready for this just yet, that's fine. Go back when you're ready. Go back when you're ready. I had to drop some bliss before this to get ready for this. I had to do some brain tap before this to get ready. I had to meditate before this to get ready so I could be in the right mindset. And so that's what I say. What are you doing on a daily basis to get in the right mindset? In closing, if you want a supplement to help you function at a higher level, I have two of them for you. Bliss, it's a sublingual powder I took right before this podcast. It helped to produce serotonin and dopamine for me, which I needed during this podcast. And then there's something called brain candy. That's a natural way to produce more dopamine in your body to get natural, clean focus. You can find both of those supplements at mswnutrition.com. Use code NURSEDOZA. I hope you take the knowledge that we talked about in this podcast and utilize it because I believe in the power of thoughts. And when you change your thoughts, you change your life. Until next time, class is concluded. Keep working on your health.